Hello, everybody. Welcome to the newscast slash podcast that is Bantering the Blue Shirts, where we were happy anyway, because our friends Greg and Ryan from Blue Shirts Breakaway were going to join, and they're here, actually. But uh, Jeff Gordon gave us the greatest gift of all, and he did something great. But before we do any of that... Ryan, I feel like we should no, talk to you. No, we can't. Let's, we'll, we'll get to it. I promise. You, you want to yeah, yeah, wait? A, a nice, fun thing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, Ryan had this great thing. You want to wait? I think I we want, should. I, I, no, I, let's I, fucking I, talk about no, it. Yeah, let's no, do it. Guys, Ryan. guys, let's do the Truba stuff, and then we can spend a lot of time. People people are coming here for one reason right now. It's to talk about Truba. And uh, we will go to my project and, and, and everything that is great about it in, in a few minutes. I just wanted you to know you were top of mind. I was... I pr- I'm coming I, here tonight listen, to talk we about had, the buyout window. I don't know about you guys. I mean, we had a great plan for today. I was like, shit, I have so much content to talk about. It's going to be amazing. And then this happened. So uh, we got screwed on our podcast. So there you go. Well, this is, yeah, well, the, t- the timing worked out very well for us. So um, I don't even, I've kept looking at the tweet just to make sure that it's real, that there's like nothing else that we missed, that there's not some type of a thread or something, yeah, but... Not- not some conditional picks thrown in or something. It, that nature, it does appear that the New York Rangers somehow traded for Jacob Truba for only Neil Pionk and the 20th overall pick. Before we go anywhere, Greg, the floor is yours because you've been a Truba fan for two years. Um, people started ta- balking at the Larry Brooks offer for Truba, which now looks insane. Yeah, it looks right? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> insane. Uh, and. Um... You're, here you go. This is your time. I got. I got to tell you. First, before this trade happened, I went on maybe the most epic rant I've ever gone on in my entire podcasting career uh, with Ryan about how trading Buchnevich, Lundqvist, and twenty is actually of value for Truba. Um, I got to tell you, there's a part of me that's actually upset that that rant is now moot. It's. I just. First of all, I'd like to thank the Academy for anointing me the one that gets to put the name Truba out there for everyone for the last two plus years. Ever since the holdout, I remember exactly, the sad thing is I actually remember exactly where I was the first time Ryan and I started talking about Truba because it was right before our first ever podcast with Brian Wotanik, who's a mutual fan of everyone here. And we went on a rant about Truba and how the Rangers should swoop in because it seemed like there was some conflict between him and management. And I've just been riding that trade hard for two plus years. And here it is. I I honestly can't believe if we if we really want to break down this trade, the New York Rangers traded Kevin Hayes, three months of Kevin Hayes and Neil Pionk for Jacob Truba, Brandon Lemieux, and a conditional 2024th round draft pick. What? Is that? How is that? You know Why what that is, is that? It's amazing. I don't know how he did this. Is this is this the Jeff Gordon we were all concerned about? Ryan, we were concerned about him. What? When did you come on the show? Three weeks ago? Two, I think. Yeah. Not even that long. Yeah, not even. Uh, it's a such a weird situation because we were like, oh, this is the guy who had this amazing draft in Boston, made this great team. Where Where's the guy we were waiting for? Davidson comes in, gives him the mojo juice, baby. And here we are with Jake Truba. As for Neil Pionk and their own pick, I just don't, I I keep thinking there's going to be more and there's not. right and there's, and it's like we're like Greg said, are we being punked? I even tweeted I was like Chevy was definitely like all right, I want my first round pick back. Hayes a disaster, and I want something good. And Gordon's like, how about Pionk? And Chevy's like, holy shit, Pionk. Uh, yeah, that would do. And Gordon's like, wait, holy shit, Pionk. Yeah, of course you have a deal. When I was a kid, I went to Catholic school and they were talking to us about how people were like nunned. And I couldn't understand how somebody could perform miracles if they couldn't, you know, do magic, right? Like, how did how was Mother Teresa performing miracles? And my mom tried to explain it to young Joe, and she was like, well, maybe she did something that seemed impossible, that she made possible. I understand now what my mother was talking about after watching this unfold. This is insanity. To, to get a guy like Truba... At 25, and and Greg and I would have had a wonderful debate about the value of the 20th overall Lundqvist and Buchnevich, and I would have been on the other side of that argument, obviously, because Buchnevich is a long-lost son for me, but that we don't even need to have that conversation, that Jeff Gordon did not touch a single legitimate roster player or prospect, 
You're already walking away with Capo Caco at the draft. Who gives a fuck about the 20th overall now? You hope to get somebody as good as Truba. This is insane. It's insane value. Uh, insane is putting it lightly, Joe Fortunato. This is a robbery. This is a steal. This is like literally like walking into a bank, opening the safe yourself while everyone's watching, and taking all the money out and flipping everyone off as you're walking out. It's it's like sending a, a, a you up text message, and before you could send the you up text message, the other guy resp- other guy. Wow, the other person. <laughs> well, you listen. Yeah, it's, this listen, is this is it's, it's 2019. It could be a guy. Hey, listen. Absolutely. It's me. Okay. All right. Um. It's. Truly a heist. I don't understand how it happened. I'm so excited in this offseason. Seriously, you got Adam Fox. You got Capo Caco. You got Truba. You might get Panarin. You got a new president. You have a new culture, and the rebuild is on. Like, we are now accelerated, and we have seen how the Rangers are going to be moving forward. And I, to me, personally, I think Truba's going to resign. I just, I just I think there's no way they make this trade without knowing that. And even then, I think they, Greg has said they, they make the trade either way. Uh, uh, especially at this price, and I think you do, but I, I believe he'll resign at a reasonable price. So we are, and we have, every reason to be excited. What a week. Seriously, this might be, is this the best week of, to be a Ranger fan in the last five years? Four, sorry, not five. Four? Three? Uh, Greg, I think, has a comment on this. Uh, it was basically just me trying to chime in and say, Ryan, uh, yeah, no, everything Ryan said is great. I just, I like Ryan said, I um, I don't believe it. I don't know what else the Rangers have to do in order for this offseason to be deemed a success, quote-unquote. The crazy thing is, and I said I said this on our pod, I'll say it here, and I, I don't even need the Rangers to re-sign Truba right now to think this is a good deal. Say the Rangers don't re-sign Truba, they don't like what he's offering, and they just want to flip him again at the deadline. You 100% get more than Neil Pionk for Jacob Truba at the trade deadline. So the Rangers, the return on investment the Rangers will get Whatever they decide to do here is it's just amazing. I I, I I don't mean to sound like like a like a kid in kindergarten again when they break out the freaking ice cream sandwiches, but this is maybe the greatest day of my life. I don't know. It, it's at least top five. This has all brought us back to elementary school at somewhere or another. Michael, go ahead. So looking at the work that the twins have done, uh, the evolving wild twins with their their contract, uh, you know, projected contract values that they have. Truba at the most likely scenario they see is five years with an AAV of 7.325 million. Um, to me, that feels very much like, you know, if that's the case, this is the end of, of Kevin Shattenkirk in New York, although we might have already been there anyway. I guess the real question I have is would you guys be comfortable at that price point if the Rangers do extend? And it is important to remember, like, they could flip Truba, right? If something doesn't work out, but it's not just Pionk. It's the it's the twentieth overall pick that's involved here. So hopefully they could get you know if if that is the case. I'm not saying it is. They get something more than you know something substantial. But I would imagine they're doing this deal thinking long term. Like they're not. It doesn't feel like Jeff Gordon's mo to make this deal without feeling like. He's going to extend this kid and get him locked up. Are you comfortable at $7.325 million for five years? Yeah, and before we get to that, I just want to make one point, and I think Greg brought up a really good point, which is even if Truba's not going to sign long-term and you flip him at the deadline, you're, it's it's like buying a million-dollar house for $250,000. Like, there's no way you're not going to make your money back. But just looking at how shitty this return was, I do wonder if Truba said there's only a limited number of teams that I'm going to sign long-term with, and the New York Rangers happen to be one of them. Otherwise, I don't know how Chevy isn't fired the minute this deal hits the NHL, like official whatever it is, central whatever, the central trade desk or whatever they have at the draft. It's insane. I will tell you that am I comfortable with those figures? Yes. If you're going to overpay by $1.5 million or by a million dollars or whatever it is, you do it for a guy who's 25 years old who's a first-pairing defenseman. And I'm assuming, Greg, you're going to agree with me. Yeah, my my big stance on Truba is basically, say the Rangers were going to play the offer sheet game this offseason, yeah. and say the Rangers had the pieces where they even could. They, they really can't anymore because of the Adam Fox trade unless they go above the super high four first-round pick threshold. I would have said that Jacob Truba was worth 
a first, second, and third round pick in the neighborhood of a seven and a half to eight million dollar contract. I still believe that. The point I made on my on uh, on breakaway earlier, we and I know Joe, you've said that you feel he is a first pairing defenseman, but it felt like as soon as as soon as the proposed Buchnevich, Lundqvist, and twenty offer was out there, a lot of people started being like, yeah, well, how, how really good is Jacob Chuba? Is he really that good? Is he really up there? So on and so forth. There, there are two just unequivocal facts in my mind. One is Jacob Chuba is one of the 60 best defensemen in the NHL, which flat out makes him a top pairing defenseman. You could only have 62 guys on your first line defense. And two, Jacob Chuba is one of the 30 best right-handed defensemen yeah, in the, the NHL. Yeah, he right side, and that's a big, big deal. Yeah, so it's... It, he he might not be your your dream defenseman, right? He has he, he's not Eric Carlson. Nobody but Eric Carlson is Eric Carlson. He isn't the world's greatest def, pure defenseman, but he's also not Neil Pionk. He can play adequate, better than adequate defense, and also provide and push the offense. Sometimes your best offense, your best defense, is just controlling the puck, and Jacob Truba does that in spades. So I, 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 I was getting frustrated that people all of a sudden, they saw the old offer for Jacob Truba and were like, yeah, I don't think he's that good. Jacob Truba's really, really good. And this deal, I you don't You could swear. Understand. If you want to say the fuck word, good, you could say good. it. Good, He's really fucking good. He's, hey, guys. Uh, Ryan, Heat here. Uh, Breakwich, you want to say fuck? Okay, back to you. <laughs> I just, I, I, was, I was getting frustrated. And I feel like Joe and I got robbed of a good yelling match tonight because... I would have traded Buchnevich and more for Truba. It's great that I don't have to. It's great for a couple reasons. One, the Rangers can use Buchnevich any way they want now. They could keep him. I, I still think a bridge Buchnevich is dangerous. I would I would dangle him in a trade. Truba isn't a one-size-fits-all defenseman. You need other guys to play defense for the New York Rangers. Um, I'm going on a rant. Mike's original question was, would I offer what the Twins said he's in line to get yes. the short the answer is yes. seven and a half million and i feel like like in or you know a little shy seven and a half million right more like 7.325 i think it is and to me that feels like i mean i i put out a tweet you know i pointed out there are only 13 defensemen in the league with an av north of seven million but we're talking about a guy who's going to be 26 in february he's in he's not in you could really argue he's not even yet in the prime of his career and he's already established himself. As Greg has said, he's up there in the upper echelon of NHL D, especially on the right side, especially for guys who can really play the complete game. Like, he's not necessarily a shutdown guy, um, and he's not necessarily, you know, Eric Carlson on the power play. By the way, Eric Carlson signed a monstrous deal to stay in San Jose, but who cares about that right now? Uh, Looking at what like the fair market value is for Truba, like he would get more than that as a UFA, um, you know, as, as one season from now, if he only, if he signed another one year deal in Winnipeg or if he signs a one year deal with the Rangers here. So if they can get him extended or, you know, now that they have his rights, he is, he doesn't have a contract right now. He's a pending RFA. So the Rangers do have to sign him. And Elliot Friedman tweeted uh, while we started the show, that, of course, the Rangers were not able to talk to him, um, and they can start talking extension soon. Um, I think it's, it is, that is coming. So Well, he's an RFA. Can't you talk to him right now? I think so, right? Why wouldn't you be able to? Yeah, I don't think there's once any reason you, they couldn't. Once you acquire his right, no, I think it's, you can't, I forget what it is, but the, the long story short is, I would do that deal at five years. Um, he's still... He's still way, way, way on the right side of 30. He plays the right side. You can play him 20 or 22 minutes a night. And like, think about <laughs> what this defense looked like last season compared to we are where we are now. Like, Pionk was admittedly a problem. Like, a problem not just because of you know the how David Quinn used him, but he was also, it felt... I, I'm sure I'm not alone here when I say this, guys. It felt like Pionk was, oh, I really, really hope the front office and the bench don't think this kid is something that he's not. They don't think he's someone who can play other than on like the second power play unit and on the third pair and, and be just a complete defensive liability. And for him to get moved and for the Rangers to sell this high on Pionk to me is like, 
even it's it's not quite as sweet as getting Truba itself, but that is a really really comforting thing to see out of Jeff Gordon. It, it it's incredible how many folds there are to this trade. So here the Rangers got rid of Pionk, right? Which said, okay, Pionk, you were a good soldier, but wow. They sold that high on Pionk. expendable, especially after getting raising, Fox, raising so. my hand. Good soldier is uh, lightly putting it. Do you think he's going to be amazing as soon as he goes to the Jets like he's going to find his full potential and actually be good? No, I, I can't imagine right. because oh, there, there's no But yeah, listen, and here's here's the the other flip side of this. They made the right choice on D'Angelo and Pionk. They made the right choice. A year ago, we sat at the forum amongst the sirens and discussed how we had to figure out what you had in Pionk and D'Angelo. And here we are a year later without the sirens, and they made the right choice. I I have no idea how they sold this high on Pionk, but a lot of my argument when Greg and I were going to have our battle royale was going to be that for where the Rangers were and what you're subtracting in Buchnevich and Lundqvist, who had, I think, one of the top 10 best offensive seasons in the SHL for somebody who's 17 years old on defense. It's a lot for a team that maybe isn't ready to go right away. And, and all of a sudden, those fears are gone because you literally gave up a 20th overall pick, your second pick in the draft, you won the draft lottery, and you got rid of a problem. The Rangers turned a problem and the 20th overall pick into fucking Jacob Truba at 25 years old. That's insane. In four days, they will have Capo Caco or Jack Hughes on the roster. In four days. In what, three weeks or two weeks? They could have fucking Panarin. They just traded for Fox. You have Fox, Capo Caco or Jack Hughes, Truba, and Panarin, that's a hell of a couple of weeks for the New York Rangers. It's truly unbelievable. Uh, I'm still in shock. I think Greg and I are more quiet than usual because we're still processing where I just don't... I was so set up to make a big announcement tonight, to have some fun, to giggle and laugh, and now I'm like in truly awe of Jeff Gordon and sitting here and being like, well, we got lucky and got the second overall pick. We, we're, we got Adam Fox for picks, which we acquired. We gave a pick back. We pretty much gave a couple weeks of, of Hayes, and uh, we gave Pionk, and that was it. We got back yeah, Jacob 20, Truba. 20 Unbelievable. Games, 20 games of regular season hockey for Kevin Hayes and like half a dozen playoff games. It's Unbelievable. Let me ask this question. Of, of the insane. three players involved, is Pionk the worst? Between Truba, Lemieux, and Orton yeah, Hayes, yeah, I think he's the worst. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's the worst, and I, he also, like I said, part of the problem with him is he is kind of a trap, right? You see on a, an offensive D who plays the right side, who had just, you know, his counting stats at the beginning of the season were just like, oh, like, what do the Rangers have here? And then, like, once we got to look at what was happening when he didn't have the puck, it was just a goddamn nightmare, right? It was just... <laughs> like stranger things it was it was a terrible world filled with horrible things in it and for i cannot believe that this soon after the mika zibanejad trade we're talking about gordon making another like grand slam trade like this is just i i really thought it would take a lot longer for him to to get to a trade that felt as good as that trade but this one has kind of dwarfed it already i mean Obviously, we need to see what happens in terms of being able to resign Truba and what happens with his contract and all that. But there's so much to like here. It's just uh, it's a huge win, and it really is going to dramatically change the biggest weakness of this of this team, which was that defense and the Fox deal and this deal. Like that right side. I mean, there are now some big questions to ask because you have Adam Fox. Kevin Shattenkirk, Jacob Truba, and Tony D'Angelo, all on the right side. Those guys are all NHL defensemen. So something does have to give here, but, you know, the, the draft is coming up, and we know that draft day trades happen. Sometimes there's more trades on draft day than the deadline day itself. So things are going to come. We'll see. Yeah. Greg, you've been too quiet. Yeah, well, I just... I've been sitting here thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to have to watch Mark Stahl play defense with Neil Pionk anymore. And I don't know if there's anything that could have happened today that would make me that happy. Um, it, like, like Mike said, and uh, I guess when Ryan and I, uh, the, if we want to take people behind the curtains, we finished recording 
our pod about 15 minutes before we jumped on this one. And we didn't even have the appetite to get into the Kevin Shattenkirk discussion. But it does feel like an important discussion to have. Um, the buyout still doesn't make any sense. And I think all four of us will agree there. It doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. None. Even if you want Kevin Shattenkirk playing on his off side, like I'd rather have that for a yeah, year. Yeah, do it. But I, it does feel like the, the shoe that's going to drop is one big $6.5 million Kevin Shattenkirk shoe. Um, I Let me put it this way. If it was Larry Brooks surmising that it would take Buchnevich, Lundquist, and 20th overall to get Jacob Truba and all it took was Neil Pionk, um, I don't believe Brooks when he says no NHL team has interest in Kevin Shattenkirk. We're not even, what, 72 hours removed from the Flyers deciding Matt Niskanen is a better defenseman than Radko Gudis? You can't tell me that, you definitely can't tell me today that some team can't look at Kevin will look at Kevin Chattenkirk even at three million dollars and say that guy isn't useful because a team just traded for just traded a bona fide top pairing defenseman in Jacob Truba for Neil Pionk and by the way they're gonna have to pay Neil Pionk at least two and a half million dollars next year and they might have to pay him more than that because apparently we live in the 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 upside down and I don't understand anything but it does feel like Shattenkirk uh, has three feet out the door and it's going to be super curious to see how the Rangers decide to cast that net. What are they going to bring in? At this point, I think they could get Connor McDavid for Kevin Shattenkirk. You can't tell me they can't. They literally (laughs) just got a top pairing defenseman for someone who shouldn't be in the NHL. So I think anything is possible. That's fucking, that's the greatest words that you have been said I on this podcast. To, my plan before all this happened, Joe, was to talk to you about this. Wait, are you, are you transitioning? Because I think Ryan had one point he wanted to make on this. Well, I they, didn't. I totally forgot. Oh, um, right. That's that's where we're at. So I, I've just been, I'm still sort of in shock and sitting here thinking, I can't believe we pulled this off. And I'm wondering how many other shoes are going to drop this. How many of us are waiting for like another tweet where it's like, oh, wait, we fucked up. Also, there's like four other picks involved. That but I'm also say. waiting for the tweet that's like, oh, we traded Shattenkirk and Kreider's gone. And like, I can't believe, oh, oh here's my point. We didn't even trade Buchnevich, and I still think he's on the table for something. So I'm, I'm really curious as to what the rest of the week is going to pull out, especially with uh, the draft coming up. I do think there's more. I, I know Gorton last year had a lot up his sleeve and could get nothing done. That that was all the reports I heard and everything that was out there. That was Gorton tried everything and couldn't get anything done. This year, I have a different feeling where I do believe there will be a lot of different actions from Gorton. I, I do think we're going to see a lot of different draft day trades. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but right now I, I'm just I, I think- staring and waiting. I think we're mo- like this is this is the most insane rebuild. Like the Rangers are not only rebuilding quickly, but they're doing it right. And winning the lottery was a huge part of that. One of the first things I do when a big trade like this goes down is I immediately go to the other team's representation on SB Nation, and I just see what their reaction is. And the reaction that Winnipeg Arctic Ice Hockey is giving is very similar to the reaction that Habs Eyes on the Prize gave when the Gomez for McDonough trade went down. And that just warms me all the way to the penis. I can't, there's no other way to put it. I, I, for them to be like, first blush is, oh my God, this sucks. And then I'm looking at the article they wrote where they're comparing all of their statistics, their advanced metrics. And I, for the, like, I don't, I have no idea how this is possible. Pionk is two years younger than him. Think about that. He's two years it's younger. It's not that big a difference. And than what they just traded for. We're it's insane. It's in, and, and Greg and I are going to have to go back and record more for Blue Shirts Breakaway, and I'm letting him know that now, right in your podcast. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys schedule it, actually, yeah, while we're, we're waiting? It's, there's right no here. worries there. After yeah. this is done, Greg, we're going to go to Okay. But, yeah, uh, and I, I'm i just – it's you know when you have a plan for the whole week? Like, I had this great grand old plan. I was like, shit, everyone's going to love this idea I had. I worked on this shit so hard. Uh, and then it just gets, like, thrown under the bus by breaking news. This is what's happening right now. It's just it, Jacob Truba has ruined my plan, has ruined everything about my week, and uh, my announcement it will be tomorrow morning instead of today. I will still do that. I will still talk about it on the podcast, but I'm just mind blown and totally blank, which is bad for a person that talks for a living. Well, it, it's not. It's not a bad thing. What? Like what? I don't even. We're 24 minutes into this. I think we've all just kind of sat here and been like, Whew, "How the fuck did that happen?" I don't. It is I don't just know. A moment of like, how does that get pulled off? And. And what's next? Really, truly, the possibilities of what Gorton can do this week are really just endless. Um, and that's that's where I'm so in, fascinated with what could happen. I just 
Wow. Uh, incredible week for New York Ranger fans out there. Mike, lead our transition. So, uh, to me, this is related because, obviously, a lot of what happens with Truba is going to affect what happens to Shattenkirk. And we, we obviously saw, you know, what the price tag Brooks put on the, the Truba trade and how he was off with that. I've been thinking about Larry Brooks saying that teams around the league, the Rangers couldn't find a buyer for Smith or Shattenkirk at 50% salary retained. I've been thinking about that all week long and trying to wrap my head around how that could possibly be. I wonder, is was that as crazy to any of you guys as it was to me, this idea that teams would be unwilling to take on Kevin Shattenkirk's contract, which at 50% retained would be $3.325 million for two seasons. Like, wouldn't you take that deal? Yeah, well, let's... I mean, Greg talked about it a little bit, but but we can actually focus this in a little bit more on this. What teams thought that they would have had a shot at Carlson? And I know that Shattenkirk is a very, very, very poor man's Carlson, but at $3 million, what, $3.3 million? Tampa is the team that jumps out to me. I don't know about you guys, but if you... Tampa, at $3.3 million, he can fit under their cap. They can do a little bit of maneuvering. They're trying to figure out what they're doing with Girardi. I'm sure they're and not signing him. Strawman, same thing. Right. What, like, what, those are the teams that I would be looking at. And now, now, and Greg, I'll let you go. I, I see that you unmuted yourself. But my question is just what, you know, what do you, what, what, who, what team will Gorton fleece next? That's the question. I don't think we need to look as far as Tampa. Tampa's interesting, but they have so many cap issues that they have to deal with where it, Maybe I can see a, a way for them to say, you know what, this is just one headache too big for us. I just, and it, it's it's also because partially one of my best friends who I talk about hockey with all the time, he's a Devils fan. And he's been waiting for years for Ray Shiro to finally make his move. We were thinking the Devils were going to back up the Brinks truck for Shattenkirk in free agency. We thought they were going to make a play for Eric Carlson. We know they were in on Truba from what everyone has told us. Do the Rangers just go to the Devils, a team that we now know they have no problem trading with because they've done it before. It's how they got Rykov. Do they just go to the Devils and say, look, 50%, we'll take your second, a third, who cares? Give us a draft pick for Shattenkirk. Help us help you. And at the same time, it answers a question that Devils fans have been asking for some time. When are the Devils going to make their next step in the rebuilding process? The Rangers have announced it with authority. In this deal, the Adam Fox deal, they got the number two overall pick, and everybody and their mother knows that they're circling the Artemi Panarin wagon. Do they just do they make a deal with the Devils, literally and figuratively? And the Devils fans want that. Yeah, like the Devils were one of the Taylor Hall is hanging by a thread. Maybe like we don't know what his future is, and obviously, you know, they're getting the first overall pick, so things will be okay, but. I mean, imagine this rivalry get it like does this rivalry need another wrinkle like that to it? Maybe probably not, but I can't imagine Shattenkirk making the Devils one of the ten teams he wouldn't go to. He wouldn't really have to relocate, you know, his family if if that was the case. Like I can Were they that. a finalist for him or were they just they uh, really wanted him? No, but like the Devils have been you know, they did the, the Vatnin trade, obviously, but they they have needed anything on that blue line for you know, for really better part of 10 years now like they had the devils were once the team that was known for its blue line and like what has been there other than andy green like it's not not a lot and you could obviously talk about andy green a lot of different ways so there's a lot to consider with the devils obviously i think montreal was a team that was talking about carlson you know they i I haven't looked closely at their cap situation but you know they there's they would obviously end up having to move some things around because I think they have the cap space to do it. It's just a question of who do they have, who they have already there. So maybe they're a team to talk to. Um, I think Tampa is a, a strong candidate because it was no secret that they were really, really interested in Carlson. And obviously coming off their books are both Girardi and Strawman. So there is a vacancy on that right side. And uh, I think they learned the hard way that they can't just lean on one pair in the playoffs, uh, you know, much to their detriment 
this past postseason. So adding some more quality on the blue line is something they would probably be interested in doing, especially especially if it's a 3.325 million hit, if it, if it is 50% salary retained. And if that's the case, the Rangers can ask for a lot back. And like Tampa would kind of have to make a, a, a salary move anyway like because especially because of their forward situation right like a lot of people think Alex Kalorn is going to be just a you know a casualty of their you know of the way their their contracts look because they have to sign goddamn Braden Point like you have to make room for him you need to like there's no there's no option you have to do it so like Tyler Johnson and Alex Kalorn are both on the chopping block like they have to go somewhere even though they both have uh, no trade clauses so it is something to think about while we all kind of scratch our chins and wonder what Trouba will resign for. Because uh, every, I think it would be shocking if a deal doesn't get done. But and like you know, there is something to be said about the way. I know a lot of people might be concerned about his history of contract negotiation, but it's really important to remember that Shevel Dayoff has had a really interesting track record. Um, you know, with the way he does contracts, he just does not do signing bonuses. And that is something that is really, I think, you know, players like playing in Winnipeg. It's it's a it's a great environment, it's a great hockey town, but the way they deal with some of that stuff, I think, has made for negotiations with some of their guys kind of prickly, right? So and with, you know, if if Gordon can offer Truba a deal that gives him lockout security, uh, that is something that will be a factor here, I think. And the Rangers are a team that can say, what? We're putting some extra money on the line and risking it? We're the Rangers. It doesn't matter. What do you want for a signing bonus? Yeah, they have all, all the cap space in the world. They and can make something work pretty easily. I would be astounded if Truba didn't sign long-term, to be completely honest. I, I, Larry Brooks and Elliot Friedman are reporting that the Rangers weren't permitted to talk to him. But again, I would be astounded if it didn't. Let me ask you guys this question to the group, and I think I know the answer. Because we are going, something more is coming. The The Rangers have, like Greg said, Shattenkirk is three feet out the door, which is almost all of his feet. So that's pretty much most of him. Um, they have to make a decision on Kreider. They're going to try to go after Panarin. Carlson's off the board. There's rumors that they're going to go the RFA route. I kind of don't think so, especially no. after something like this. How much confidence do you have in Jeff Gordon right now? Maybe then when you did three weeks ago, Ryan, when you were on the show. Greg, you mind if I take this one? Since you're muted, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, mind. Um, I think this is like a total confidence changer to whereas I was wavering and I, I wasn't sure about how I felt. Uh, other than because of Inajad trade, I feel like Gordon was kind of a middle-of-the-road GM where he didn't win any trade going away, but everything was sort of good. Not great. And I think some trades he lost. Now, this is the the mark you put on as a GM. I don't know how he convinced him. I don't understand. It was like it, it was like he was playing NHL 19 and the computer like accepted on easy mode. I just don't get how he did it. Would this trade be accepted in NHL 19? No. So somebody, they whoever is listening to this, somebody try to do the trade and see if it works for real they seriously would so has this changed my opinion of jeff gordon absolutely but uh, i'm gonna give some credit to two other people here one is absolutely nonsense and i don't mean it tanner glass the era is upon us and seriously it's gone great see we're gonna draft capo under tanner glass we've traded for jacob truba but i have to give some credit and i maybe this is misplaced but to john davidson to jd i one million percent think you do i i some credit some some 100%. Now, maybe he played no role, but it does give me a lot more faith in Jeff Gordon than I had the couple weeks ago talking about this. I'm really interested to see the wheeling and dealing, and I don't think I can give you a full-fledged feeling of how I, I feel about Gordon right now, especially not knowing how the other shoes are going to move. I mean, how every all the puzzle pieces are really just going to keep going. And I'm curious to see how he fit, how he fits those square pegs and round holes and makes this team either a cup contender or what he's doing with the rebuild or I mean JD preached patience this is not patience like that's not what this is but I would have to assume he had to give the green light at least on some level to make the trade especially is, because he just came in this so. is the easiest 
Eden's green light to green give. Green light of all in, time. In fact, I would Gordon would even be forgiven if he was like, yeah, um, I'm just going to do this and I'm not going to say I'll just I'll get it. It's easier to get forgiveness than permission. So, yes, we're going through with this and that's it is what it is. Absolutely. Um, Greg, your thoughts on whether or not this changes the way you feel about Mr. Gordon? Um, I would say this. Uh, we've we've talked about this offseason basically being his proving ground. Um We've seen a lot of uh, good things from him, right? We've seen him make the Mikis Jed trade. We've seen him sign undrafted free agent Neil Pionk, who became Jacob Truba. Uh, the The way he's operated is encouraging. I would still say this is the same guy who has you don't. I guess you don't want your general manager telling the coach who should and shouldn't be playing, right? At the same time, he wasn't taking the toys out of the cupboard of his managers in terms of allowing Stahl Pionk to be a thing, keeping Tanner Glass on the roster, um, David DeHarnay that entire year. But credit where credit's due. He got out of Elaine Vigneault when he should. He's made deals like this. I'd, I'd say it, it's going to be hard for Gorton to do something this offseason that will make me say, uh, what the fuck is he doing after this? Um, but at the same time, as fun as this is, and this is a whole lot of fun, I love the fact that the New York Rangers just turned Neil Pionk into Jacob Truba. The job's not done. The rebuild is not done. Jacob Truba alone is not going to make the New York Rangers a cup contender in the next three years. They need more. They need to take some guys off this roster. They need to bring in young talent who can supplement the bigger pieces they want to build around. And there's still the Artemi Panarin question. Now, at the same time, it won't. there's no way for Gorton to fail this offseason if he just chooses not to sign Panarin. Um, the, the Rangers can have a very successful offseason just with the Truba trade alone. But we also need to admit, then, if Truba is the only move the New York Rangers basically make this season outside of also taking Capo Caco, this is still going to be a pretty bad team next year. Is, this is going to be another team that probably drafts in the top 10 next year alone. It'll be another year where we're moving the rebuild one year forward. It'll be more successful. The end of the tunnel becomes much clearer with Jacob Truba. But we're still very much in the tunnel. So there's a lot that Gorton has to do long term. But at the same time, a move like this just shows that he doesn't have to do it all right now. If he wants to, if Panarin's the answer, I'm 100% on board. At the same time, you still got to clean up the mess that is this defense. And Truba's a big step in the right direction, but he is not the finish line. Yeah, Truba and Fox make a huge difference. You get another fully seasoned version of D'Angelo who hopefully keeps it together. Um, we have to see what they're doing with Shattenkirk. Mike just brought up in the chat that Truba's going to have an impact on Shea, which we can get to. But I, I think... for me. Brady Shea, because Brady Shea's contract is one of the things that I kind of question Gordon about. Like, that one is just, it's, I don't know. I just, like, that one, I'm not sure it's aged very well. And so, but you have to ask yourself, who the hell has Brady Shea played with? Giving him a guy like Truba as the top pair? I mean, I would imagine that's what we're going to see. Like, that's... That's that's pretty solid, and I really hope we see Brady Shea look like the guy we saw in his rookie season. We'll have to see. That you know, that's another big. And honestly, it might be the best thing that happens to Shea is to play with somebody like Truba. But Truba also kind of needs somebody who's more stable in their own ends so that he can kind of go do his own thing. Um, but at this point, I'll take really whatever we can get on that front. As long as it's not stall, it's fine because again, Pianca is gone. Uh, I just there's so. Like, if the Rangers don't get Panarin, if they strike out and they don't do anything else big aside from this, I agree with you, Greg. I don't think that they're – I think they'll be maybe close to a playoff team, maybe not, but that's that can all be part of the plan. The New York Rangers have enough youth on this team, especially when you get another year of Kako and you get Kravstov and they have a year under their belt. You get another year of Hedl, you get Anderson, you get Fox, all that stuff. The Rangers are a team that's going to grow and get better as they go. Because they're going to get more NHL experience. This is not a team on the back nine who's trying to go for it in any way that they can. And if you have to wait a year or two to get into contention, Troop is still only 27 years old. 
I mean, really think about that. D'Angelo will be 25. Fox will be, what, 23? Heedle will be 20 in two years? It's stupid. This is stupid how young the New York Rangers are. Yeah, if you if you want to use the golf analogy, um, it's like the Rangers just started... They, they went six under in the first five holes with this offseason. Uh, great start. Should win you the tournament, but there's still a whole lot of golf left to be played. So it's it's encouraging. I think that's the best word to use for this. And to go to the Shea point uh, for Mike, I, I've long been one of his biggest defenders because my whole thing is what, what do we expect Shea to be with the pieces the Rangers have put around him? And even with Truba in the fold now, I still personally, I don't think Brady Shea has to be Jacob Truba's pairing partner in order for Brady Shea to be a success. The New York Rangers, the most successful they could be is if Brady Shea is their second pairing on their second pair. Yeah, say, that's, say the, Sh- that's the ideal scenario. Yeah, say Shea D'Angelo is your second pair. Sign me up every every week. Uh, but at the same time, and I, this is a point a lot of smart people like Rob Luker has made on Twitter, the Rangers need to find Truba a partner. He's not just going to immediately make someone like Brendan Smith playable. Uh, in all likelihood, it could be Shea. I personally don't think it is Shea. I, I don't need it to be Brady Shea to justify that contract. Um, the range, It just goes back to the point. There's a lot of work to be done here. The ra- It's great that the New York Rangers have figured out half of what their top pairing should be for the next three-plus years. And even if Truba takes a slight step backwards, they have D'Angelo, they have Fox, they have, hell, they've kept Neil, Niels Lundqvist. They've kept options in-house that allows the Rangers to do different things. But this is just one piece of the puzzle. It's a very important piece. It's the piece that you were struggling to find to make the corner truly work. But there's there's a whole lot of puzzle left. And that's, I guess, where we're going to grade Gorton the rest of this way. It's impossible for him to get a grade, in my mind, lower than a C. Uh, I guess the only way he could do it is if Jimmy VC gets a ridiculous, like, five-year extension. But if he trades Jimmy VC tomorrow, I'm going to lose my nut. Like, it, it's... It, That'll be too much for me. Do you only have one? Yeah, it's true. Where are you going to put your nut, Greg? Yeah, do you only have one that you're going to lose? Have you lost one already from the Truba trade? Uh, I might have, if if you heard the other pod. It's not out yet. Yeah, we didn't Um, even get to talk about how Friedman wrote that the Buffalo Sabres have inquired about Jimmy Vesey. If if Gorton can turn Jimmy Vesey into a second or third round, I'd take a third round pick. And like a middling prospect, we would have taken a third round yeah. pick for Pionk. I would take. Been a, ta- I'll be. I take a fourth. Yeah, I take a I'll fourth be, for VC. I'll be over the moon. Like, I'm. I'm a little. I'm. I'm not. There are teams that I think may have legitimate interest in VC as somebody who can pot. You know, depth goals, 15, 20 goals a year, VC, be a depth VC player. Goals. But I. I cannot shake the feeling that Caulfield is going to go to Buffalo. And that's your goal scorer right there. So I don't know what VC helps, but listen, all the power to and him. The if Buffalo wants him. dollars a year for Jeff Skinner. Yeah, and, and Jeff Skinner. If Buffalo wants him, by all means, go ahead, have fun, do whatever you want. That's insane. It's absolutely insane to me. Um, Greg, Ryan, do you want to talk about anything else before Ryan makes his big reveal, which I'm assuming he still wants to do, or at least like I hope do. he does? I mean, I'm going to be. Uh, I was going to post it on Twitter tonight. I will be obviously revealing it on our podcast and yours, but I will be uh, announcing it formally Tuesday morning. But I will be doing it here, too. So uh, I have nothing else to say, Greg. Um, no, Ryan, just do it. You, you just okay. got to do it at this point. Okay, sounds good. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me on. I'm here to uh, pre- preach to you and tell you about a new wonderful place where you can find peace in your Savior. Find the man that loves you back. Find the one true Lord. And that is churchofcaco.com. That's right. Type into your browsers currently, churchofcaco.com, and behold, where your Lord and Savior will find you. You can, on churchofcaco.com, become part of our founders list, become part of the clergy, go to our prayer box, check out our merch, or even watch our About Me video where I'm dressed as a bishop and phrase Kako himself. Kako is your Lord and Savior. He is your fittish phenom. He is Church of Kako. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at it right now, and there's so much work that's been put into this. Oh yeah. I don't. You have commandments. Oh yeah. Do you want me to read them? Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's 
good. No, I'll, I'll do that. Let's see. Yeah. Let's look. Let's look right now. Yeah. So uh, there's a churchacaco.com for everyone out there. Um, if you're as excited for our Lord and Savior, Mr. Greg, how did you not know about this? Uh, Joe, it's a real simple answer to that. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't have an answer to that. That's good. Glad you asked, Joe. Uh, at churchacaco.com, you can read some of his commandments just like this. Just because you're the second option doesn't mean you're not the number one in our hearts. If you follow Jack Hughes, you lose. Caco is Lord. Thou shalt uh, comment phrase be to Caco and all gifts of Capo Caco scoring. <laughs> Thou shalt respect the other members of the cock. That's right. The church is called the cock. Thou shalt greet other members of the cock by reciting her mantra, Capo Caco. Thou shalt remember and celebrate the day he first donned the New York Rangers sweater, June 21st, 2019. Thou shalt envision Kapokako drinking from the Stanley Cup of Life. Thou shalt show dedication to the cock by spreading the word through social media, thus growing the cock following. And you must not be envious of other Metro teams, including Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Murphy Bazal, or, or nor Alain Mignot. Now, what am I planning to do with the, the Church of Kako, you may be asking. Good question. I will be doing a sermon every week on the Bushers Breakaway podcast where you can come pledge your faith to the Church of Kako. You can join the cock today at churchofkako.com. Can I ask a question? You can ask as many as you'd like. What happens if the devils take him? Yeah, that's not happening. I'm just, cu- I'm uh, just curious. Like, Joe, why would you do... Joe, there's nothing more I'm rooting for than... The- oh, my God. I can't... Uh, all I want in life is Kako, and now I want Hughes more than Hughes to see what would happen. Yeah, I'm going to make the official announcement tomorrow morning on our on my Twitter. Um, but if you could go ahead and click the merch page, just real quick, take a look at those stained glass t-shirts. Wow. Look how great they look. They do That's look incredible. pretty sweet. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Nick uh, from Empirical Designs and also Bob Kawa, who helped me design this website. So, Ryan, my first instinct here is you should definitely make your version of communion wafers that look like little hockey pucks uh, with, with cock written on them. That's, That's a, a great idea, uh, and I will be taking it, and I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> I, I expect no, no compensation for that idea. That is just because I adore you. I thought you were going to come up with, like, your own line of like home brewing because your last name is Mead. I thought that was just obvious that one day that'll happen. Also, well, I think well, the Church of Kako needs a Kako Mead. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> just, I we mean, have a this lot. This is just basic marketing, Ryan. Obviously, you... there's room for me on your board. Clearly. Oh well, I, I have great news. You go to churchofkako.com, become a founder, sign up for our email list, <laughs> and you can your name will be put on the clergy page. Uh, wow, great Mike, news. Mike, Joe, if you guys don't want to join the Church of Kaku, you can also join my branch out project, which will be called Temple Beth Capo. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the only way. It's the only way that uh, I can compete with what Ryan has. Created. <laughs> Just the level of sickness that has to be in somebody <laughs> to do something like this. You should be institutionalized on some level. I don't even. I don't know what. The, I'm looking at you in the fucking bishop outfit. With all this, I don't even know what to say. I don't uh, know. Thank you. Um, if you think this is going away, it's not. It's here for a very long time. And, Listen, uh, people are going to be afraid of their belief, all right? This uh, has been a problem for all new starting religions. Son, let me help you. Let me help you. There's a man out there who can really, truly get to the core of all your issues, and his name is Capo Caco. Ladies and, and gentlemen, at you. Ryan spent literally dozens of dollars on this bishop outfit. Dozens. <laughs> It's true. I did. It's a lot. And am I going to try and get it tailored to have a New York Rangers Pope hat and Kako sewn on the back and go to games in it? Yeah, I am. So that's going to happen. The church uh, is not about vanity and fine things. It's about a deeper love for for Kako. Yeah. It's about understanding your Lord and Savior, Kapo Kako, and how he's going to bring you happiness and eternal salvation. Yeah. And join us at the cock today, churchkako.com. Where did you find these photos of people praying? Great question. Ask Bob Kawa. Uh, now, see, I love Bob. Now he's sick too for being a part of this. <laughs> he's on the founders page. You saw him. Oh, I was gonna yeah, by, by go way, meet with him the next time I went upstate. Who's not on the founders page? I ask. If you guys I, kept uh, well, I noticed that, Greg. I wasn't gonna it, say anything because honestly, Greg is not it felt on the founders page. Awkward. I, I can explain. Hold on. Before we fr- we fry Ryan. I wanted to keep it a secret to get Greg's reaction live. I did get it. It was great. And uh, on top of that, I asked him. I have to formally ask Greg if you'd like to be part of the cock. Because I thought, if I'm being honest, Greg would hate this idea. Uh, tell me I was an asshole. And then say, no fucking way. <laughs> uh, and that's another good bit where I could be like, well, it's founder of the cock. And the whole way, you know, how it goes. Media. So, yes. Uh, I'm glad. And he, Greg will be added to the founder's page. Yes. Yeah. I, uh... I just I need I need to reinforce this to everyone who listens that it is 
batshit crazy that out of myself and Ryan, that I am the sane one. I need you to understand how just backwards and fucked up that is. That Ryan makes me look like someone who has their shit together. Just the delusion that somebody needs to have for something like this is just... Honestly. And, and, oh, hold on, hold on. I have a question. What delusion? Seriously. Capo Caco is Lord. He's going to be the Lord and Savior. He's saving you. He's going to bring you the cup. Where's the delusion here? I just... I've never wanted Jack Hughes more in my... Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm astounded that this didn't wait a week. I'm well, not. Oh, so, so what? I wanted to have it on draft week before he was even drafted. Because <laughs> the prophecy, or I guess the what... The day he donned the sweater, June 21st, 2019. Joe, Guys, there's, there's no joke here. Joe, if there's serious. anything I know about Ryan is there's nobody more premature that I've ever met in my entire life in all aspects. So just, Ryan, Ryan, uh, Ryan shooting his load before we even get to Friday is really <laughs> on brand. And then it's going to be like, ah, the devil's take Capo Caco. There's and no then we'll all hear Ryan fall to his knees. No! There's no way. Literally, the second commandment is if you follow Hughes, you lose. It's true. So now what happens? So you've lost your entire Rangers fan base. I, there's no way they take Capo Caco. You are really, you've pushed all your chips into the middle of the table. You absolutely baby. have. The savior is coming. The Finnish phenom will come save you from your eternal <laughs> oh god, I there mean, would be nothing more fitting than if the Church of Kako was destroyed by Kako not being a ranger. <laughs> All things being equal, I if the Rangers did pick first overall, I would take Hughes. Kapo Kako has a fun name, but I think you'd take the center. So, of course, the whole thing is the Rangers can't lose picking second, right? But the, yeah. Well, the good news is they don't have to choose, baby. Yeah, Kapo Kako is Lord Frasby. I know, but that's like going to like a luncheon and they say, we have bologna. And like beautiful sandwiches that were handcrafted by an old woman who did that was the only thing that was the Sometimes purpose of her life. Sometimes you want bologna directly into your mouth. I've, I just want the Rangers to draft Bo and Byram at this point to shut Ryan up. <laughs> the I'm Brotherhood of Byrams. <laughs> well, Greg, the good news is that if the Rangers, for whatever reason, do go off the board, there will be a reason for us not to immediately try to kill each other because yeah, we'll, we'll just be, be like, oh, well, we get to Ryan's watch this fault. happen. We know it's Ryan's fault. ChurchCocker.com. Yeah. Become a member today. <laughs> Check just, out our merch. I just it, our our podcast is such a clusterfuck because of this announcement that Ryan made and then the true betrayed happening yeah. as and we're gonna as go add I was, more too. We were, yeah. we, I was just trying to talk to my own father on the podcast for a bit, and then Ryan's like, "Greg, hang up on your dad. We have to say stuff." And I was like, I, "That that sounds so rude. Why would I do that?" And then the next thing I know is he says the troop is a ranger. I was like, "Bye, dad. I'll see you in next month." <laughs> I mean. I'm going to be honest, I couldn't figure out why you wouldn't have wanted to reveal this before we started talking about Truba, and now, and I'm rubbing the bridge of my nose as I say this, I just completely understand. Yes. I totally get it now. Yeah, uh, I had a whole spiel planned before the Truba deal, like we were going to go into everything. Yeah, right, I'm, I, not, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm still revealing it on Twitter tonight because, fuck it. That's I'd fine. really appreciate if you didn't do that. No, I'm going to do yes. it. I'm going to do Please it. Don't. Please don't. I'm going to do it. Don't do that. Sure so, I, I, I have a question on this. Yes. Our show technically goes up, like it hits iTunes at about 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, our podcast is going to be up around the same time. Okay, I, so I, that's I, okay? Yeah, that's totally fine. I would just okay. like to announce it on Twitter tomorrow morning, yes. Oh, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> even your know. your Twitter avatar already you and your I little... did change it, and I yeah. changed it back due to Jacob Truba, uh, that fucking asshole. Because, like, what happens is once you eventually snap and you murder people, the cops are going to be like, well, you knew him, and I can't be like, he was so quiet <laughs> and nice. I have to yeah, be like, no, this is 100% serial killer behavior yeah. that so occurred months ago, and we didn't do anything about it. About it, so over the examination table and say, yes, yes a thousand percent. I would say, like to not get drowned out by the Jacob Truba tweets for the rest of the night, so that's why I'm lo- looking to go tomorrow morning. Yes. Um, but yes, I hope that everyone will enjoy the Church of Kako and join us in uh, in what we hope to do something special together. And Greg is just pulled along for the ride on this one. Absolutely. Uh, he's also a founder now because he. I asked him. I, I. He reached out his hand and um, he's accepted the, the terms of the baptism, which is we're going to pour bed, Bud Light in our head and Greg record it. Clearly married into this religion. This yes, there was no. A, I want to say that today on the podcast, Greg's dad offered to adopt me. He did. Oh. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't shut him down fast enough. Well, Greg, does he know about this? Because this will immediately change his mind. I think. My dad is still trying to figure out the internet. Uh, he's working on <laughs> Yeah. All right, uh, boys, I, I, I appreciate you letting me uh, plug my new website, churchofcaco.com, where you can find all your Church of Caco needs and become one with your Lord and Savior. Caco's Lord for his be. But yes, uh, thank you for having us on. 
Oh, thank you guys for coming on. This was a this was a real treat. And Greg, mm. you're always welcome on the show. I want you to know that. Oh, well, I forced always, my way Ryan out. asks. I Ryan asks like every week. He asks. Salty. He got mad. Greg got mad, but I don't, it, I, I don't ask. It's rude. I'm not gonna. I'm not. You're. Gonna you, it's not rude. You're more than welcome to ask. I don't just I wanna, knock on a neighbor's door and then demand to come in like Ryan. That does. that's why we're different. Ryan didn't even knock. He just came to my DMs and was like, I don't know. I don't even know. Three weeks ago, I was talking to Mike about something, and you just wrote, great, what time will I be on the show? And I was like, well, I guess Ryan's coming on the show. I didn't even say anything about the show, but I guess he's coming on. Ask and you shall receive. Yeah, the fortune favors the bold. Uh, Oh, boy. Before before we read the patrons show, I want to just quickly wrap this up with a cup of... While people were talking on this show, I wasn't completely listening to them because I'm uh, secretly a sociopath. I don't really care about people or how they feel. Uh, I was looking up where Truba ranked at 5-on-5 since 2016-17 among D who played at least 2,500 minutes. 12th in individual expected goals for per 60. 9th in, in, in points per 60, individual points per 60. 10th with primary assists per 60, 17th with takeaways at 1.55 takeaways per 60, 16th in individual shots on goal per 60, and he's not even considered to be a real stud of an offensive defenseman. 50 points this year. Yeah. Sign me the fuck up. Sounds like a bum if you ask me, man. I haven't had pants on for three hours now. Same. I'm not wearing pants either. I couldn't fit into pants right now if I wanted to. That's how fucking... That's how hard I am for this trade. There was literally a comment on Banter yesterday. Someone said they can't listen to this show around their wife. Because of us? There is so much penis talk that occurs on this show. I don't even... When Ryan came on, we talked about the tip of my penis. I don't even know why, but we did. Yeah, I'm just fascinated by it. All right. Well, I heard that, so I'm ready to go whenever you guys are. So Greg and Ryan, uh, they are the hosts of Blue Shirts Breakaway. You can listen to them every Tuesday morning. They go live. Uh, Blue Shirts Breakaway uh, on Twitter. Ryan is Ryan. Are you Ryan Mead straight sure, let, away? Let me help you out. Uh, actually, the Twitter is Blue Shirts Break. That's where Greg tweets, and I'm O H Ryan Mead. O Ryan Mead. O Ryan Mead. Wait, is it really? It's Blue Shirts Break. Sure yeah, Breakaway has, has been for three plus years now, Joe. Oh, huh. I guess I'm dyslexic and always read Breakaway that, because that me because it's huh. All yeah, right, that threw me that, for a loop on that. Doesn't one. actually fit in the characters, so we no. Blue Shirts Break. Yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then Greg, yours I know is Greg Capo, I think. He but really use it. Uh, no, I don't. I I'm specifically just the guy on Blue Shirts Breakaway. The Blue Shirts point. Break. Uh, it my, it's Caps underscored locked, which is mine, but I I don't remember the last time I tweeted from there. Something about the Mets, I think. It, you know that would probably check out. Yeah, that would that would be that. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, the show, thank you guys really. for joining us. We really Church appreciate Kako. it. Com, all your Kako needs. Blue Shirt Banter is not associated with ChurchofKako.com <laughs> or anything that happens on ChurchofKako.com. We're non-denominational. <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're the, no, right, it's great, yeah, wonderful. But now when the cops come, they can listen to that, and I can just be like, yeah, do you hear the disclaimer? We actually have nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks, Greg. Uh, I didn't even load up the patrons, but I'm going to do good it. Work. So, you know what? Talk for a minute, Michael. Sure, I'll talk for a minute. Um, oh, Ryan's still here. Hi. Ryan, you saucy son of a bitch um looking at like it's it's crazy to think about what this defense is going to look like after this trade joe i'm like the right side is just who knows what's going to happen but i like as the show has gone on in my head i just keep shaking my head like the rangers really didn't pay that much (laughs) like they really didn't have to pay too much like considering what guys like this should cost I mean, a lot of this, I'm sure, just comes down to just obviously the way that contra- like contract talks broke down between Truba and you know the Winnipeg's front office for the past few seasons, and obviously that's a poorly kept secret, which is why you know Greg and others have been talking about. He had to say he would so only long. sign a couple yeah. of places. And, no, uh, I don't know. I would imagine he had to. But the other part of this is Winnipeg. Like it was no secret they wanted their first round pick back. I remember that was something that was. You know, floating around, they wanted to get back into the first round, and you know, obviously, getting their own first back, you know, at twentieth overall, is a pretty solid first first round pick. And then they can tell themselves, "And we're getting back Neil Pionk." I mean, the Ranger, Rangers and Rangers fans know what that is, like it, what Neil Pionk is, and you know, he's. I feel like 
the accurate projection for Neil Pionk right now is a third pair right side guy who you'd be more comfortable with as your seventh D. That doesn't mean he can't become something more, but that's kind of where he is right now. And I there's very little sign that he'll become uh, you know a guy who can you can trust and feel comfortable with in your top four. That's just kind of not in the cards for him. Whereas Truba is that top pair all situations right side D that the Rangers have wanted for a long, long, long time. So, I mean, damn. I thought we were going to be talking about Buffalo wanting Jimmy. I know, and that, and that was going to fill as much of the show as possible, and here we are. We'll talk um, about that, pa- yeah, but here we Patreon. go. Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Banter. Um, please subscribe to us on iTunes, leave five stars, leave a nice comment about how you can't listen to shit the show around your wife because of my penis. Um Adam Nowick, Aiden Gaspar, Alex Gardner, Armael Kistner, Andre Chicagoff, Andy from New Jersey, Anthony Viola, Arch Williams, Bob Kawa, Chris Habibi, Chris Lucas, Chris O'Connor, Craig Lucian, Dan Carosi, Daniel DeGem, Danny Santiago, um, David L. Singer, Eric Cohn, Eric Carlson, Fancy Lawrence, Gabriel Vargas, 50, uh, Igor Zatlovsky, James Dangles, John Reppy, Johnny Alo, uh, Jordan Sassone, Joshua Zarkin, Keith Franchillo, Matt from Brooklyn, Guy from Montana, Michael Alessante, Michael Canick, Michael Marcus, who's new. Welcome, Michael. We appreciate you being here. Um, Michael Scott, Michael Silvers, Mike Offit, Panero in 2020. A lot of Mike's and, on this team. Yeah, Sam Vogel. Not a lot of Joes, pa- though. Patron change this. Think Fleeman, Tall Guy Robert, Thomas Osa, Trevor Kepner. And then, oh, look, a list of 1,400 Joes right here. Bullshit. So thank you all. All the Joes. Um,. You're my only. Joe. All right, you're my only Mike, Aww. except for my manager Mike, Aww. who I literally see every day for eight hours a day, <sighs> and just look at him every day. You're just literally the only Joe in my life. Uh, that's very interesting. All right, we're gonna end this one, and we're gonna go fly through the Q and A so that I can go get some sleep. We love you all. Bye bye.